All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Man's Guide to the Good Life in the middle of our seminar series here, a little mini podcasts. Again, going over uh, the seminar material that I gave to my gym and, you know, what I would give in a presentation format. I've only given one Um, and just trying to bring it to broader audience. Those that are listening to me, maybe watching this on YouTube, um, just going over kind of like what I would be doing in a one-on-one setting with coaching, um, my lifestyle, holistic coaching. Again, a lot of us comes from the O23 uh, holistic lifestyle course, uh, education course I went through, coaching course I went through, kind of putting it in my own words and, and my own teaching. I have a couple clients right now that are absolutely killing it, thriving um, and doing great with it. And so again, if as we go through this, this is something you think maybe you'd want to dive deeper into with me, develop your own practices, work through the three-month course, um, feel free to reach out to me, Sean at upreachcrossfit.com. Uh, you can reach out to me through uh, messaging me on my uh, DMs on Instagram, whatever outlet you need to, you can find me, I'm sure. Um, if you just like listening and taking away what you're getting from this series, awesome. That's that's great. That's all I want it to be. Again, this is very generalized material. Go way, way, way more in depth in my one-on-one settings. Obviously, uh, you're also meeting with me once a week to talk about how the week's going before. You're given um, essentially some accountability protocols um, and and a lot more. So again, this is just general, but just getting information out to people. So again, last week, our first pillar was talking about mindset, meditation, mindfulness. Uh, This week, second pillar of living a thriving, great life is sleep. So getting into the first kind of base of physiological health. So I always, again, like to start with a quote. I think this one is cheeky from Ernest Hemingway, known to be cheeky. I love sleep. My life tends to fall apart when I'm awake, you know? Obviously, he's saying like, yeah, life's hard, dude, when you're awake. I like to think of it more of like, you know, I love sleep. And if I don't get good sleep, my uh, my life tends to fall apart, you know? So again, sleep is the base pillar of all of our, honestly, our mental, spiritual, physical health. Uh, without proper sleep, everything starts to degrade and fall around, uh, fall around us, right? Fall apart. So let's get into sleep. So if you're just listening, uh, I'm going to try to explain this as best I can. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. But essentially what I have in front of me is a chart that says chronic health conditions by sleep duration. And what it's showing is chronic health conditions like heart attack, coronary heart disease, stroke, you know, arthritis, depression, diabetes, asthma, uh, a lot of the chronic conditions we know. And there's two, uh, two bars going up. One of the bars is uh, light purple, the darker uh, purple, uh, and then a darker purple bar. So with that being said, the lighter purple is for people who are short sleepers, less than seven hours. The deep purple is for those who are sleeping greater, greater than or equal to seven hours. And what this chart is showing is that every chronic health condition that we can think of, those who sleep less than seven hours, the percentage of them developing these chronic diseases is far higher. And those that get sufficient sleep, seven or less, they're at far less likelihood of developing these chronic diseases. Again, it doesn't mean they won't, right? But it just means that they're less likely. For example, arthritis, um, those that have short sleep, 28.8%. And those that have sufficient sleep, 20.5, right? So a big big difference there. Um, Depression, that's a big one. 
those that get short sleep, 23%. Those that get sufficient sleep, less than 15%, right? So you can see that, again, is getting seven hours or more a guarantee that you're going to not develop chronic disease? No, of course not. But you're investing in the likelihood that at least if I'm getting seven hours of sleep, I am less likely to develop these things. We always want to put in the less likely, right? That's where we want to put our eggs. These things are a big part of modern society, these diseases, and they're preventable. And one of the ways we can prevent them or at least help prevent them, possibly prevent them, is getting sufficient sleep. So we're going to get into why uh, chronic fatigue and undersleeping is such a big problem in the short term. But what we can really see is the issues really start to arise in the long term, right? And that long term can be a really, really bad, bad thing. So I'm real quick here, going to turn on my do not disturb. Okay. Um, so let's get into sleep. Sleep is all about finding a rhythm, right? Um, every single system in the human body performs at its best when it's in sync with the circadian rhythm. We're going to be using this idea of rhythm a lot, right? When we're in rhythm, when we're listening to the rhythm of the body, uh, sleep and energy is all about a rhythm. The thing is, is we have an internal clock. We have an internal rhythm. And that internal rhythm is set by that circadian rhythm. Every system in our body, our heart, our respiratory system, our um, adrenal system, like all these things, are running optimally when they're in sync with our circadian rhythm and how our circadian rhythm gets in sync is through sleep and sleep practices, right? We need to synchronize with this rhythm and to synchronize with it. It's a passive action. This is one of the hardest things for a lot of us in the modern era is letting go and becoming passive and giving up to the rhythm. Um, if you've ever played music, you know that you can get back in rhythm by just like letting go, right? If you've ever been part of a, co a concert and everybody's clapping, all of a sudden everybody claps on beat. You don't have to think about it. You're not thinking like a uh, clap now, a uh, clap now, right? It's no, it's just, it just happens naturally, right? We have these internal systems. We don't, we need to stop thinking so much. Uh, it's again, like I just said, it's pulling as uh, it's pulling at us at all times, this rhythm. We just need to let go and listen, right? We try to be in control so much and we try to be in control of this rhythm. We try to force things. And really, we just need to let go and let the rhythm take over for us. So at its core, sleep is all about finding the rhythm, the rhythm of our day, the rhythm of our sleep, and then letting go to it and stop being such control freaks about it. How do we start to get in rhythm? The sun. Sun sets the tone. That's where it's going to start crossing over to Andrew Huberman territory. So if you've ever listened to Andrew Huberman, you've seen his podcast, like some of this is going to overlap with what he talks about because it's just true. It's just science right? The rhythm is set by the rising and the setting of the sun. When the sun rises in the morning and we see that AM sunlight, there is an internal system uh, from our hormones to our nervous system that sets in motion to essentially get us in rhythm for the day and then also set a clock on when we're going to become drowsy at night, right? And so that rising and setting of the sun is what starts to set that rhythm, and every system, as we went over, is controlled by that rhythm, meaning in some semblance, every system in our body is controlled by that sunrise and sunset and getting sunlight in. The nice thing about this is you don't have to try, right? As long as you're getting sunlight, especially like in the early a.m., you're good. Like you don't have you don't have to do much more. There are things that you can do to optimize your sleep or to 
to help with winding down. But if you're really focused on getting early AM sunlight, getting sunlight in throughout the day, watching the sunset, you're already night and day better than most people. And you're going to be on a better track of getting good sleep and being in rhythm with your circadian rhythm. And you can literally feel when you're out of rhythm. I'm sure all of us have felt when we're out of sleep rhythm, right? Like it's just, you feel off, you feel groggy, you feel energy at times when you wish you didn't have it. And then vice versa, when you wish you had energy, you didn't. It's just like, you're just out of rhythm. You're like, why am I all of a sudden wound up at eight o'clock at night? And why is it at 11 o'clock in the morning when I'm giving a presentation, I have no energy. Well, you're out of rhythm, right? What are the symptoms of disrupted circadian rhythm? So again, this is where we kind of talk short-term and long-term. So this is like short-term fatigue and long-term fatigue, short-term disruption, long-term disruption, short-term, again, fatigue and energy crashes. We've all experienced this. Even if you're somebody who's good at sleep, I'm, I would like to say I'm great at sleep. I still have random bad days and whatever. And in the short term, these things happen, right? You just, you fatigue a lot easier during the day. You have energy crashes. Uh, may, maybe you're more prone to overeating or having like cravings, right? Weight gain, right? If you're, if you're, if in the short term, you're kind of in this continual disruptive circadian rhythm, you might be like, oh, I'm going to the gym, I'm eating. Well, why can't I lose weight? Well, let's look at your sleep, right? Motivation slumps, procrastination, right? Oh, I feel like, ah, oh, I, I just don't have motivation. Well, let's look at your sleep, mood swings, brain fog, injury. Again, all things that I think we intuitively kind of understand that like when our sleep is off, when our circadian rhythm is off, all of these things go up. The problem really becomes when we don't address these and we won't come to terms with, I need to work on my sleep and get back in rhythm is if we live in this state and we all know this, and this might be us, we might've been living this way for years, what will start to happen long-term, even if you're trying to take care of nutrition and movement and these other things, you're going to start developing chronic fatigue and chronic fatigue can start turning into autoimmune disorders, Hashimoto's, lupus, et cetera right? A lot of that stuff comes from being in chronic states of fatigue. And that chronic state of fatigue comes from being in a disrupted circadian rhythm. So if you're somebody that, you know, is afraid or on the cusp of developing autoimmune disorders, I really, really think you need to look at your sleep. Um, science shows, again, that those that develop chronic fatigue, autoimmune disorders, depression, anxiety, right? Even chronic illnesses, we went over and like brain and neural diseases, the number one common denominator is a lack of sleep. There might be other things. Of course, there's always other things going on, but the one common denominator with all of these long-term issues of disrupted circadian rhythm is a lack of sleep. They Studies have shown now that the number one cause of dementia and Alzheimer's is people getting less than six hours of sleep. That seems to be the number one common denominator. Again, yes, genetics and other things, but the number one common denominator is they all seem to be sleeping less than six hours and then Alzheimer's and dementia, right? Um, and so it's, it's again, if you're experiencing these short-term things, it should tune you in like, I got to make a change. I got to address my sleep, my circadian rhythm. Otherwise, if I let this continue to go, I'm going to be in bad shape. I'm going to be more likely to be in bad shape in the long run, right? And, and it's on you. You can take action for this. And we're going to talk about how. But if you're experiencing any of the short-term symptoms, again, if you're feeling chronic, if you're feeling fatigue and energy crashes, you feel like you're getting cravings or you're overeating, weight gain, motivation slumps, mood swings, brain frog, uh, chronic injuries, right? That's tuning you in like shit, man. It's it's not my diet. It's not, I need to stretch more. It's not, I need better affirmations when I'm looking at myself in the morning. It's not any of that, man. It is, let's get back to the basics and let's address your fucking sleep. Moving on. 
the three S's of sleep. Again, this is from the O23. Um, a, a way, these are the, the three areas we can work on to optimize our sleep and to optimize our circadian rhythm. Sunlight, we kind of already went over, right? Sunlight's going to refer to the amount of natural sunlight you're getting versus though we're going to get here, artificial or, or junk light, right? Blue light, which I'm sure a lot of us have heard talk about in the, in the health space. Uh, natural light always helps regulating our circadian rhythm. It always will. The more natural light you get, it helps keep you in that rhythm. Well, any artificial and junk light will help get you out of circadian rhythm. It will bump you out. It will bump you back, bump you forward, right? And so we always have to be balancing artificial light with natural light. Again, we live in modern society. We're always going to be getting artificial light. It's a way that we live. Okay. Can we reduce it? Slash, can we just balance it with natural light? If I'm, if I just sat at work for an hour staring at my screen under this really like hard blue light, this, this, LED light. Can I get outside and go take a walk for 10 or 15 minutes and get some natural sunlight, right? Stress. We all live with it. So what degree can you let go of stress, right? I'm not going to sit here and say like, you need to avoid stress or figure out ways to, to not have stress in your life. That's not realistic, but do we have ways to cope with it? Do we have ways to let go of stress? So we're not holding on to it when we put our head down on the pillow, right? Slash, do you have any self-awareness? Can you recognize when you're, when you're stressed out? and upregulated? And then do you have any practices to downregulate? Do you have a meditation practice? Do you have a journaling practice? Do you have a breathing practice? If not, and you're somebody that knows you have a hard time sleeping, I'm giving you the answer right here. Start working on these things. As you work on these things, you will find that your sleep improves. And then finally, stimulation and screens, probably the most invasive in modern society, in my opinion. It's just anything keeping your mind stimulated and in motion right? Preventing stillness and silence. When we're trying to wind down for the evening, we should be trying to work to this place where when I put my head down on the pillow, that's the calmest, stillest, uh, most silent I've been all day, right? And this could be director in the background, but for a lot of us, this looks like 30 minutes, an hour before bed, I'm watching a TV show on Netflix, I'm scrolling Instagram or TikTok, and I'm checking work emails, you're doing all of that. You're you're not only keeping stimulated, you're also taking in artificial and junk light. Good luck getting good sleep. Good luck, right? You might have a day or two where that happens, but more often than not, you're going to get bad sleep. One of two things is going to happen. You're going to have a hard time falling asleep or you'll fall asleep. Okay, but you're not going to get very sound sleep and you're going to wake up groggy and then you're going to need caffeine and then you're going to, right? And then the cycle continues. Whereas if we take ownership of these three S's, and by taking ownership, I mean, we start to look at our habits and actually have a 30,000 foot view of what we're doing, what's working, what's not, and trying to improve. You're going to see your life, your health, your well-being, your mindset drastically improve. But the only person who can do that is you, nobody else. So take ownership. We went over this last week with mindset. Growth mindset means you taking ownership. No more victim mentality. No more life happening to you. You're happening to life. Take ownership of these three areas and start to work on them. So what would we go over in our sleep practice? Again, this is very, very abbreviated, right? We would work together to develop a personal AM and PM ritual. We would use all of these pillars, talking about meditation, talking about movement, talking about nutrition, et cetera. And we'd start to figure out different tools that are working. Maybe journaling is working. Maybe I like waking up in the morning and doing yoga. Da, 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 da. And we'd start to work out and do something called energy block and energy block out AM PM and implement some of these habits and then enhance 
our circadian rhythm, enhance our sleep, right? We would enhance our rhythm with movement and nutrition, again, using those other pillars to then connect the dots on how this is affecting our sleep and our rhythm. Just give you a platform for personal experimentation and feedback and accountability with that. And then assess and address personal sleep issues. We, again, what would work for somebody maybe who has a hard time falling asleep is going to be different for somebody who maybe wakes up and feels groggy, right? So it's, again, it's assessing like, what are your personal sleep issues? All right, now let's work to address that. A lot of that would just be worked through the AM and PM rituals, but everybody's got their own thing, right? So again, very, very general aspect of sleep. I go way, way more in depth in a one-on-one setting. Um, But at its core, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, your big thing is looking back at those three S's, right? Sunlight, stress, and then stimulation or screens, and just going, okay, what is, what, what is my relationship with the sun look like? Could I get more sunlight? Could I get AM sunlight? Can I get outside more during the day? What does my stress look like? Okay. Do I have tools to de-stress? No. Okay. What can I do? I know meditation works. I know journaling is great. I know breath practice is great. Let me start playing around with that. Let me play around when I'm doing that. And then finally, what's my relationship with screens and stimulation, especially an hour before bed? Am I on my phone? Am I watching TV? Am I checking emails? Okay. What can I do here? Can I maybe, uh, put a a red filter on my phone? Can I wear blue light blocking glasses? Can I read instead of watching TV? You know, are there things I can do? You need to work this week on taking ownership of these three areas, getting honest with yourself and confronting yourself and then going, okay, here's what I need to do. Here's what I need to experiment with. And then connect the dots, see how you're feeling, see how your sleep is going. So you can continue this positive feedback loop of wanting to continue with your habits. So hope you guys found this uh, informative. Again, this is the second pillar. We got three more to go. Next week will be movement. Then we will have nutrition. And then we finish with relationships. Okay, so kind of three more weeks of these mini one-off, like talking about the pillars of what I think make up a thriving life, my guide to the good life. If, again, you ever want to go more in depth with this, just reach out to me. If you're in my gym community, if you're at Upreach CrossFit, just talk to me about it. If you, if you're like, Hey, I'm interested in doing coaching. If you're outside of the gym community, this is open to everybody. Reach out to me, DM me on Instagram, email me, Sean at upreachcrossfit.com. I would love to help. I got clients in this that are killing it, saying their whole life is changing um, their perspectives. And it's just a beautiful thing. And it's tangible stuff, right? That's the big thing here with lifestyle coaching is it's, it needs to be tangible. It needs to be habits. It needs to be, you need to see yourself making changes connecting the dots on how it's making you feel and working through it. It's not screaming affirmations in the mirror. It's not, you know, always this, I'm going to go on an ayahuasca trip and I got life figured out. Like those are cool. Those are great. Right. But it's tangible daily shit. It's daily practices. And that's the beauty of this. So I uh, hope you guys have a great week and we'll be back here next week for talking about movement and our movement practice with our health. All right, guys.